Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, Dr. LaFanya Jones-Hines, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down to earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. session 52 movie mental breakdown poetic justice 1993 all right here we go i love the movie mental breakdowns these are my (laughs) favorite ones all the time uh okay so this is starring we're only going to name the main four people because there's a bunch of star-studded people in uh, that play very very small roles in this film Mm -hmm. but for the most part it's just the main four characters justice is played by janet jackson uh, Tupac Shakur plays Lucky or Lawrence or Lawrence, as mm-hmm. we will later learn. Yes. Uh, Aisha is played by Regina King, not Regina Hall. And <laughs> Joe Torrey plays Chicago. Come Shaq-tay. on, Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let me open my notes back up. Yes. Y'all, I, for those of you who don't know, Janet Jackson was my role model. She's a wonderful dancer, and I'm going <laughs> to one day, if anybody ever see me just break out, start dancing, that means Janet Jackson is in the midst, <laughs> and I'm auditioning. She has said that about Chris Brown as well. Yes. Uh, okay, so I don't know if we're going to go scene by scene for this one, because a lot of the movie takes place in one location, mm-hmm. which is them on the postal truck. Now we may talk about scenes, but how we normally do the breakdown will end scene, blah, 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 blah. With this, we probably won't get that detailed with mm-hmm. it because like I said, most of this takes place in one area. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty <laughs> to the point movie. It's yeah. not a whole bunch that you have to unpack, mm-hmm. but you know, we gonna unpack a little bit. Yes. So this movie starts off, as I say, we're not going scene by scene, um, <laughs> starts off with very this, weird. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> this interesting, you know, little movie setup going on that you don't know is a movie. So if you were thinking that, like, wait, I thought I was coming to see Poetic Justice. <laughs> yeah, because I hadn't seen this movie in a while. And when I turned it on, I was like, wait. I said poetic justice live stream. What are you saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now they trying to show you this random comedic actress. Yes. And this man that you can't never tell if he white or black in all the movies he plays. I in. swear I, I was know. thinking that same thing. I was like, he's yeah. got a real ambiguous kind of mm-hmm. like vibe going with the ball head. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like two of him. Cause he also reminds me of the guy that played in the mummy as Hemotep, even though that's not the same person, mm-hmm. but they are very similar. Except the yeah. other guy's actually South African. Oh, oh, he is. Okay. Mm-hmm. He just had a birthday. I follow well, a lot of horror it? pages. Oh, of course, they you do. shout out to Hemotep. <laughs> yes, not the actor. Hemotep. <laughs> uh, 
So you see this interesting movie and then it cuts over to Justice mm-hmm. and her boo, uh, Markel. Markel. Mm-hmm. Markel. And they, you know, getting fresh and fast in the back of the, you know, the, the mm-hmm. 88. Yes. Play by Q-Tip, who I used to have a crush on because he was just so cute. He has a, a good little bob. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does have a little... It's a vibrant thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a video, love, man. I used yes. to love that song. Me too. <laughs> but they getting hot and heavy in the back. You know, he ain't taking no for an answer. Yeah, that little that little arm of hers should have got a workout that night. Okay. <laughs> but he was being respectful he in a was. way. It wasn't like, you could tell it's playful. It wasn't on no creep vibes. No, it wasn't like in Sparkle. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But he was being a little pushy, but he did respect her up at, at the end when she threw out that, you know, curveball. And she was like, so why you love me? You know, you know, how we, you know, you know, if we're going to be stereotypical, you know how we do. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just I was just thinking I was just wondering like, why why you love me. <laughs> and he gave a typical answer because you fine. <laughs> I know. I was like, dude, seriously. That's all I got. My looks. What happened when I ain't got them? Right. Mm-hmm. Because this yeah. is justice. This ain't Janet Jackson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So she ain't got the money that Janet Jackson do to stay looking good like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, he thought about it, and she was like, you know, can you go to get me uh, some jujubes and some bonbons and some popcorn uh, from the concession <laughs> stand? And then he thought about that thing for a second. He came back. He gave a, a much sweeter answer, we will say. And genuine. And genuine. Mm-hmm. And and it was a good answer for him. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And he said because she had wrote him all those nice poems while he was locked up. <laughs> and the way he was acting, I was like, dude, did you just get out today? I have wondered that same thing. Well, no, because of the, the thugs. The thuggish, ruggish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. But he had recently got out. It was soon. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it had only been a couple of weeks based off what is about to happen. Oh, Lord. So he heads over to the concession stand to go get her jujubes and her bonbons and her popcorn wrap. Yeah. <laughs> so then we see two dudes. Mm-hmm. And when I was watching this film, I was like, I know I've seen these men before. And I could not place where i seen it before. It's boys in the hood. Mm-hmm. They, they did. shot they did. Ricky. Not Ricky Bobby. That's a different movie. Mm-hmm. But boys in the hood, they shot him. The person that leaned out the window with the sawed off yes. uh, and mm-hmm. just shot that pole man in his back. Yeah, like he I had got remember. hit with the stenching cord. <laughs> I was, you saw, I can't get you. <laughs> That 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 scene is traumatizing. And by it the is. way, people, this movie was directed by the late Gray John Singleton, which also um, directed Boys in the Hood. So that's mm-hmm. just kind of his thing: L.A. movies, L.A. Yeah. vibes, yeah, and things of that nature. And both of the people in that movie and both of the people in this movie are brothers, the Avery brothers, as well as the dude that talks to Tupac about, "Hey, we about to go hit up this dude." He was also mm-hmm. in Boys in the Hood. He was. Oh yeah. Oh man. He was. Mm-mm-mm. It is true. But as is what it seems like is reminiscent of that time, considering mm-hmm. this movie was made in 1993 and um, based off South Central LA and what we know of their depiction, you see the two boys and they looking at Markel mm-hmm. in the, you know, in line in the concession. And he like, Hey, ain't that so boy that we just got into it with, mm-hmm. you know, at the, at the mall. And his brother like, no, 
He trying to play his game like, dude, I am focused. He was. He <laughs> was know? super focused. It's one of the arcade games. You ain't got all them quarters now. Right? <laughs> I need to win and get the back, high score now. You know, because they did not have cars back then. It was really, you was carrying change to put it in the machine. Yes. Right. So he like, no. But he like, no, that's really him. I, I feel like that's him. His brother keeps saying no, but... As you can tell, when they cut over to Markel and he see, you know, I'm looking at you, you looking at me, I'm looking at you, you looking at me. And you could even tell the way he ordered his food. Like he, he knew that they mm-hmm. saw him. He was like, can I, uh, can I order some, uh, pop, popcorn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. of course, you know, he gets back to the car and just as she ready now. She wasn't ready before. She ready. But she ready now. After she got her answer. You see how you, you give your partner what they need and they can give you what you need? Mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yes. There you go. Because she she got the verbal affirmations that mm-hmm. she needed. And so she was getting ready to give him his physical touch that he needed. There you go. Speaking in love it? languages. Won't he do it? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then, unfortunately... Markel is shot execution style mm-hmm. directly in front of justice. Now, I guess I went because that part confused me because I didn't understand if he saw the dudes like why when he came back to the car, why didn't he just leave? Because that's that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like they in a it's like if we grew up in Memphis, mm. you know, you're yeah. not going to leave every situation you run into somebody, you know. That yeah. don't mean you well. You just going to be like, okay, I'm going to risk it. Yeah. You know, yeah. versus us who are removed from that now. It's just like, huh. huh. I don't feel I, safe anymore. I'm not going to leave. Go. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's the logical thinking. I, like, yeah. I don't even pump gas at night. You know what I'm saying? I got. Is it bright? Because mm-hmm. I need to know if I'm going to risk it all and shoot somebody with the gas going. Ooh, yeah, because yeah. then you know your your your, your little uh, fuel light come on, be like you trying to push your car. Uh, uh-uh, uh, make it home, make it home. Exactly. <laughs> I ain't got time. Well, I just be like, so you gonna go get me some gas? Okay. No, because I need him to come back. Well, you, you know, you got somebody. I yes. ain't got nobody. But when I do, I need him to come back too. Yeah. Or I do the dangerous thing and say I'm gonna get it in the morning. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. And be late. Yes. <laughs> be like I'm. A, I'm gonna leave ten minutes earlier. Yep. That's what we say. Mm. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, he was um, killed directly in front of justice. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we all know, we've talked about PTSD in various forums on different sessions throughout. Um, This is that's a situation that's a big T trauma. Mm -hmm. You know, this is not a little T trauma because you witnessed a crime or well, a crime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at the same time in this scene, that stupid movie that's going on. The comedic actress, I can't ever remember her name, but she used to be on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of stuff. The Wayne uh, in Living Color. Yeah, I was just so all that. And um, she's shooting the lookalike dude mm-hmm. <laughs> over nothing. Yeah. She didn't drink the cup, didn't have nothing in it. That was a. I'd be like, I need y'all to not do that. Y'all know I always see the random stuff in the movies. Oh, that I be was trying. just random. Yeah. That whole little movie scene. Yeah. <laughs> But then, so one of my gripes about this film, and we kind of mm-hmm. talked about this when we were processing, you know, what we wanted to talk about and stuff, was that there's no, like, timeline mm-hmm. yeah. in this film. So it's kind of hard to determine once um, after um, Markel is killed and then Justice 
is subsequently working at the hair salon, it's kind of hard to tell how yeah. much time has passed, whether it's a few weeks, a few months or a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to assume it's not a really long period of time, yeah. but that some has passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish um, Janet Jackson would reply to us and tell us what was in the story. <laughs> Maybe the story we need notes. to tag, right? <laughs> I know. Because it, we don't know. Yeah. The only thing we know for certain is she used to be this bright, bubbly person, mm-hmm. wore bright colors. Then she goes into this somber setting. We see um, her going to beauty school and all of that. And then all of a sudden, she working in a salon. But we don't know what has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like she has the same set of braids from coming to school and putting the dummies in the in the trunk, and mm-hmm. then she it's like she goes to work. Yeah, so, yeah. she got I, the same hair the whole. Yeah, even though you can tell they shot this not in the correct order because her braids look good. different. Mm-hmm. Even uh, <laughs> uh, Isha after she got the braids done, it didn't look like freshly part- parted. No. <laughs> yeah, parted. And even Jesse. Like her her press was, was looking different. Uh-huh. Was looking fresh at the end. Yeah. But was looking like sweated out in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. You know they always shoot this stuff out of order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so that just kinda lets us know that we know some time has passed, but again, guys, we're not sure how mm-hmm. much. But from here, um there's a small little montage with the going to school and, and subsequently going to work and then her walking up to the shop and you hear this poem playing or being recited in the background and yes, all of the poems in the movie is written by the late Maya Angelou mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this one this is the one where it's talking about being alone correct mm-hmm. like nobody um, you know nobody wants to be alone or no one can let me read my note Mm. no yeah you can't make it alone or make it out alone mm-hmm. and i thought that that was very poignant mm-hmm. um just kind of given what was going on right then because yeah. she really was alone mm-hmm. you know she has really no family as we will learn later on but uh she has really no family she only has it sounds like a couple of friends maybe mm-hmm. and it seemed like all of them were at the shop or at least jesse Mm-hmm. the majority mm-hmm. but also there's a good juxtaposition going on at the same time this poem is being recited and it is the fact that you're seeing all of this police brutality mm-hmm. on black and brown people and that's more of an instance of no we can't make it out alone we need mm-hmm. the help of everybody to get past this situation you also kind of see um what has happened with the the riots the race riots and things like that mm-hmm. in, in um la at the time mm-hmm yeah, and it's unfortunate that this is still a, a foreshadowing of what is happening today. And this movie was made, you know, what is this, almost 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. What, we're at maybe 28 years ago? Well, at probably 30 when mm-hmm. they was making it. Yeah. True, yeah, when it was filmed, because uh, that was not digital back then. So, you know, this was made, you know, 30 years ago, and we are experiencing the exact same stuff like Mm -hmm. there's been no progression or change or flip or anything Mm -hmm. it is i mean you could look at those individuals and think that those were people from today yeah yeah and the clothes is similar to what everybody wearing again because everybody rocking the 90s and 80s kind of look right now yeah yeah it was very sad to see yeah but and it's it's sad because we haven't grown Mm -hmm. as a society Mm -hmm. yeah and it makes me think about uh tupac song changes 
Mm-hmm. And one of his lines in there is, I see no changes. Mm-hmm. You know, all I see is racist faces. And it's like, that's exactly what's happening. A lot of his music is still relevant now. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Because he Tupac. And speaking of Tupac, uh, he also celebrated, well, he would have celebrated um, his 50th birthday. On the 16th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, uh, rest in peace uh, to Tupac. Man. And happy uh, birthday. Yeah. Happy heavenly birthday. He's still fine in my spirit. You he know? is. Still fine. My lashes just Boy. be blinking. Yeah, that was yes. a good looking man. Jesus. <laughs> uh, we we digress. But so after this little brief montage, Justice walks into the shop. And one thing that I noticed off <laughs> rip, this lady had these nails and they was, I was like, you could literally cut and paste this movie to today's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I nails was is back. Yeah. It's a whole show about it called Claws. A whole yeah. show. And I was like, her nails was long. And I was like, maybe, maybe I should pause and screenshot this because I might want to get my nails done like this because <laughs> they was a little fly. They were. Mm-hmm. They were a little long for my taste, but I was like, I could get that. I could gotta, rock that. You know, you just got to make sure you get a good nail tech because, you know, everybody ain't equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody ain't able. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could go into it, but I won't. <laughs> I'm going to put that lady out there like that. Mm. Uh, so the other thing that I really liked about this was the customer service that was being um, mm-hmm. kind of shown and displayed in this scene. Yeah. Um, with making an appointment for the lady, mm-hmm. them actually doing a shampoo and a condition a before full service before doing the braids and you ain't got to come already ready. I'm sorry. I, as if I was in that industry, I get that it takes away some of the time, but I need to make sure your head clean properly. Mm-hmm. Right. Before I touch your hair. Because people nasty. Right. Mm-hmm. And I need to get thorough. Or some people have scalp diseases and mm-hmm. things like that that they can't help. And they may not know how to do it. Because, you know, how many black people really go into the dermatologist like that? True. Yeah. You know, so I appreciated seeing that, too. You know, with my mom being in the same industry, um, that's the only person I see still do a full service. Now, my mom. Some, if I go to a hairstylist and they tell me that I was supposed to wash my own hair and blow dry, first of all, I'm getting ready to walk out. My hair is just gonna be froed up because I'm not. <laughs> you're not getting ready to do my hair. I don't mm-hmm. trust you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all know how I'm real funny about people putting their hands in my head. You just real funny about everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know this. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I remain silent. <laughs> Actually, I said no beans, no beans. <laughs> oh man, but I loved it. I was mm-hmm. like, man, that's that's the kind of custom service that you know I would love for us to be mm-hmm. able to get back to. Mm-hmm. Not that we haven't made some strides in some other areas, but mm-hmm. in specific to this industry, there seems yeah. to have been a really drastic shift over maybe like the last, I'd say maybe eight years or so. Mm-hmm. The in and out. Mm-hmm. has been what everybody's kind of leaning towards being quick and then it'd be bad work don't even parts be bad your scalp mm-hmm. be itching i think also what i liked about this scene was the showing of the entrepreneurship of the black woman yes. and um how that was a big thing in that time like black women doing hair black women mm-hmm. like getting into the beauty industry having their own weave lines and makeup mm-hmm. lines and stuff mm-hmm. like that this this is when that rise started and i like the fact that she wasn't i mean now she has some ratchetness to her but she wasn't a ratchet boss she was mm-hmm. bougetto yeah <laughs> or yeah sophista ratchet mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i like or to call it 
Clatchet. Clatchet. I like to call myself Sophista Ratchet. Because <laughs> I love me a nice hole in a wall, but after a while, I'd be like, all right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I had that experience this weekend. I had to hold on to my invi- invisible pearls. Oh, It'd be Lord. like that sometimes. <laughs> what I also loved was the back and forth of the banter between Justice and Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that it saw a really healthy dynamic between a boss and their employee mm-hmm. and like that you can have a, an environment that is very comfortable mm-hmm. and that, <clears throat> excuse me guys it doesn't have to be this hierarchy or like you know I'm the boss and so you gonna do with us you know it doesn't have to yeah. be that way it can be like you everybody understands their roles but we can still make it to where we, we can, can joke and yeah it's a family that yeah. we can relate because yeah. we're human like we can be human here mm-hmm. and I really did appreciate the humanness that was present in that shop mm-hmm. <clears throat> y'all know that's important to me because that's one of the reasons why I work with y'all because I'm like if I can't be a family oriented vibe. I don't want to work for you. I've already been in a crazy situation. Go yeah. back and back listen to it's, it's it's just a job. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't have time. I don't. I don't want to come to work and be stressed out. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I agree. As still one of our highest listened to. It is the highest. So go back and listen to that one where we talk about workplace PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I did appreciate. Now I had so many conflicted feelings about how people dealt with justice's grief Mm -hmm. throughout this film. Uh, Excuse me. I don't know what is going on with my throat. A throat Uh, box is, is y'all gotta remember we've been talking all day. Yes. Cause (laughs) yes, we literally just all of us got out of session. So my throat is on like that. (laughs) Um, so excuse me. Well, it's appropriate that it's happening on MMB because this is, you know, a little un- more unfiltered. True. True that. True that. True that. So y'all going to get this work today, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I was con- so conflicted about how everybody dealt with her grief because I got the, I get the sentiment what they're trying to mm-hmm. communicate with her, but not quite understanding how complex grief can really be. Yeah. You know, I get that they want her to jump back into life and, and not become stagnant Mm -hmm. in her grief but not again this is where the we talked about there's no context for the time yeah you know if this has only been three months or six months then yeah she's still going to be extremely mournful versus if this was 10 years ago Mm -hmm. um now i doubt it had been that long Oh, she didn't look like she aged that much, but no. still, you know, it helps to have some of that kind of background information mm-hmm. so that you can kind of put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. But I did feel conflicted about it. Yeah. And I think it's also important when you're thinking about grief, because, you know, that's one of the topics that we discussed in this past month. Just remember that it's a cyclical process. It's not linear mm-hmm. and there are multiple stages to it. And you're going to revisit them throughout each, you know, stage that you go through. Like it is a long process Mm -hmm. well and i and i think they had they had to understand like where she was in her grief because Mm -hmm. it wasn't like she was still at the stage of like i need to isolate and i need to stay at home and you know just Mm kind of be sad and cry and she was at least still coming to work she was you know communicating and laughing Mm -hmm. and joking and things like that so she was in a she just wasn't in the place that they wanted her to be to start another relationship true yep Cause that was one of the things that she did say. They did talk about, um, you know, you have to kind of expect that this is going to happen just based off where we live and how our, 
our world works around here. Yeah. That if you go and date a dope boy, yep. then, you know, you got to be prepared that he may not be around for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. and she has a, what she say? You pick the wrong guy or you have a, something she, like that. Yeah, you keep picking along. the wrong guy or something like that. Yeah. But you know, it reminds me, you know, I'm a Marvel head, but it reminds me of that quote that Vision did. What is grief, but not love persevering. Mm. you know what i'm saying like that really resonates when you have actually been through a meaningful loss mm-hmm. and you are grieving like that is your love persevering regardless of their physical entity still being there yeah and the, and the right way she, he was taken from her mm-hmm. oh yeah so know, tragically yeah you know it may have been different like you know had he gone to jail or something like that or even if she didn't see it Mm-hmm. like it's she still would have witnessed had... everything exactly oh yeah it's multi-layered absolutely but then enters lucky lawrence aka <laughs> and you know he <laughs> i thought it was really cute kind of how he was trying to like play with he her was, he was mesmerized he by was beauty. he was <laughs> And, you know, he was eyeballing <laughs> her down as she was licking on them stamps. And I, I, I was just, like, I you was know like, this film you, old too uh-huh. if you licking a stamp. <laughs> yes. I was like, this is old. All I thought of was COVID. All I thought about was uh, <laughs> anthrax. <laughs> yes, I was that like, too. <laughs> when was the last time anybody licked a stamp? Yes. <laughs> they stinky. Now since, you just. I was going to say not since anthrax. I don't think nobody licked an envelope or a stamp. Okay. <laughs> that, that water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pull that thing off there. But baby, he was eyeballing her down uh, with that stamp, and she was paying him zero f's. Yeah, <laughs> she was just like, "I need to get these, this mail out," like Jesse told me. That's mm-hmm. all she was thinking about. Mm-hmm. She was in employee mode. And then, I know. And then the way they slowed it down, it made it feel <laughs> like he was sexualizing her. Because mm-hmm. I was like, "Come on, Lucky, don't you start that?" I know. I know. In my notes, I was like, uh, question mark, toxic uh-huh. masculinity. Since we had just talked about toxic mm-hmm, masculinity yeah. and femininity, I was like, uh, question mark. I don't know if it is. I feel like, like if it was me living that situation, I don't feel like I would have thought it was. Yeah. I feel but like as it was an observer. Okay. I feel okay. like it was more the edit. That yeah. They slowed it down and mm-hmm. it was like her tongue mm-hmm. type of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel like it was more the edit because he was just really like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I need to shoot my shot. Like he didn't come across like mm-hmm. Ugh, mm-hmm. when he like started creepy. talking to her. Gotcha. Yeah. But she was not with the BS Mm-mm. at all. No. She ain't want nothing to do with him like at all. At all. Like if she could have flicked him away, I think she would have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she was still stuck, you know. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. I mean, she was in the depression part of her grief. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the part where I like you said, I she was in the throes of her grief. Later mm-hmm. on, I then she was began, acting a butt. Uh-huh, I feel like she was thinking she was too good for him. Yeah. Well, she did have sprinkles of that in, in this, this scene. Okay. You know, cuz then when she calls over her boss, Jesse and, you know, she asked him, does, you know, he want to smell some things that, you know, her <laughs> nanny. Yes, that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she breathed that hot dragon fire. <laughs> that, on him. Yeah, she spit hot fire in his uh, face. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then he 
proceeded to call them crazy bees. But it goes back to what we discussed before. You know, I feel like sometimes we as women got to go that extra step to protect ourselves from being in a situation where a man does not receive rejection well. So, you know, they was playing into, you know, being lesbians. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so because there, there's only one way that Jesse would have been able to smell like her. Mm-hmm. Nani, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. So. so he then calls him crazy as he's walking <laughs> out. But I was like, you know, they did kind of play him though. <laughs> Hard. They did. And like embarrassed a him. Burger. <laughs> 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 I mean, cause you could you imagine on oh, in reality how embarrassing that would be? Mm-hmm. Very. Like you just got rejected. Not only did you get rejected, you got rejected in like a very demeaning kind of way. And in front of and the front, entire yes. shop. Yes. And you got to come see these people every day. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> but did it warrant the reaction? And although we can't, mm. we can't, um, we can't be responsible for how we react based. Well, no, we can be responsible for how we react based on how people treat us or say to us and things like that. But then that's what you have to expect. Mm-hmm. If you, mm-hmm. if this is what you're going to give me, then I'm going to give you something yeah. back. Now, whether or not you like it or not, mm-hmm. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Yeah, I think in a perfect world, you'd be able to, you know, control yourself and walk away. But we ain't perfect. That's true. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? And sometimes things happen and it gets the better of you and you act a dang fool with them. You just go down the path together, skipping, <laughs> holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. But then after that, uh, they are at the post office. Now this scene, I think out oh. of probably all the scenes in the movie, I, I dislike this one. It's pretty high up there on my dislike. It's yeah. hella unhealthy. They really could have just left it out, to be honest. Like, they could have done something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because it doesn't actually add to the film. No. I, I I think the only justification I can give to this one is their introduction to Chicago. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they could have done it different. You know what I'm saying? They could have done it, yep. the scene, totally different for us to get that intro versus yeah. like, the extra that was around his introduction if you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah Yeah. because there was a lot of misogyny in this scene there was the strife that happens between black and brown folks Mm -hmm. uh there was some colorism Mm -hmm. in there i mean it was just a lot in like a a two minute (laughs) section Mm -hmm. of the movie yep you know i I wish we wouldn't we could know why he put that in there because just like he put the the police brutality part in it like maybe he was giving messages i think he definitely was because yeah. mm-hmm. uh race rides were huge exactly then. and it wasn't just white and black it was black and brown black and whatever the color they used to represent people but it was a lot of race rides going on in across cali mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was um you know i just think that this scene was evident and it's still reminiscent of today mm-hmm. that a lot of work needs to happen within communities. Mm-hmm. You're not, not just at society um, at large, but within the black community, within the Brown community, and then the cross section between the two, mm-hmm. um, just in how they were speaking to each other. Yeah. Cause it wasn't like light, funny banter. No, they was getting yeah, into cause, some stuff. Yeah. Cause you think about um, bad boys, Mm-hmm. where the martin um no mike lowry <laughs> and um marcus mm-hmm. when him and the other two latin cops this one's specifically i think from 
um, Bad Boys one. and Bad Boys 2. Mm-hmm. Um, they have that same kind of black and brown thing, mm-hmm. but it's much more in jest mm-hmm. and they're they're joking with each other. But this didn't feel like that. No, he was mad. Yeah. Because he was, you know, because they asked, well, not they, the Hispanic dude, he asked about what's a yamp. He thought he said yam. <laughs> not a yeah. young tramp right mm-hmm. and so they going on and talking to him crazy when he just trying to get clarity because obviously english is his second language mm-hmm. and they not speaking english they speaking aave so mm-hmm. that's a whole other language yeah and they trying to get he is trying to get clarity on that instead of them just saying hey this is what it is with no extra sting on it mm-hmm. they make him feel stupid so he go in talking about we'll take your collard greens your yams your this your that you did and so it becomes a whole situation yeah, yeah. man that's sad mm-hmm. so then we cut back to um i think justice is at home no mm-mm. no lucky is at his uh baby mama <laughs> baby house. mama house <laughs> Yeah, this when we see the the dude roll up and they say we yes. about to go get somebody else because old boy got killed. I said, well, was it Ricky? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are we combining mm-hmm. the stories? Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I liked the Tone Loke because I don't know what his name was in the film, but like, I don't know what it is either. I like Tone Loke and the way that um, Lucky were kind of dealing with each other yeah. at first, like. I couldn't remember this part of the movie. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, what's going on here? Because at first you would have just thought that they were just kind of homeboys or mm-hmm. whatever. Because I, I was the same. I was like, wait, who was Tone Loke in this movie? And then <laughs> when they went James. upstairs, yeah. his name is James. James. Okay. okay. When they went upstairs, I was like, oh, yeah. You the other baby daddy. That's right. <laughs> um, so I thought that that was very interesting that you mm-hmm. could have two men that have children with the same woman mm-hmm. and how it's not strife and, you know, all this animosity between the two of them. The bantering between the two of them was better than the bantering. Well, it wasn't even bantering. Whatever uh, Chicago mm-hmm. Lucky and mm-hmm. the other guy in the mail room was. Yeah. Know? And I thought it was nice to see the fathers getting along. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really did appreciate that. Out of the all the calamity that's about to happen in this scene, <laughs> at least um, the fathers were on good terms with one another. Yeah. yeah. And that Tone Loke took care of Lucky's daughter in yeah. his absence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though <laughs> they watched Even out. though he was like, well, she, sometimes she called me daddy anyway. Who just called you daddy? Just <laughs> messing with that pole. I know. He was I like, know. well, she know who her, well, let's go. See, well, get your upstairs then. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that was um, ad-libbed or yeah. if that was, if this was part of the um, the script. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that do seem like something Tupac would say, like the way it was structured. Mm-hmm. It felt very ad-libby, uh, but. But genuine. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause I'm like, that was some good acting then, yeah. you know? And if it was ab libbed, I think, you know, tone look rolled with it really well. Yeah. yeah. But then they go upstairs and we soon learn that their baby mama has a substance abuse problem. She's on that stuff. That cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's oh. been smoking. Um, it seems like in front of the children cause mm-hmm. they find a pipe of, of sorts somewhere on the kit, uh, on coffee table, table. Mm-hmm. it was like, it was a bowl of peppermints or something yeah. like that mm-hmm. she was trying to find it but mm-hmm. couldn't find it yeah but what i didn't like about this scene is they are going in on her 
Yeah, in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we had all kind of talked about this when we were kind of discussing the film. Like, y'all chose this woman to be the mother of y'all. Like, y'all had, y'all chose to have relations with her. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that ended up with a child, you know, you just gotta, if you going out here without protection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that control there was on point. <laughs> she pulled herself back from I the did. edge. I did. Uh, so if you're out here, you know, living your life that way, then as an adult, you kind of have to expect that that potential is there. So you chose mm-hmm. to enter into this situation with this woman. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you proceed to talk bad about her and she's the one that's raising your child. And your children are old enough to understand. They may not know what all of those words mean, but they know you're talking about their mama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was not uncommon. And babies just sat right there, listened to all that while they was watching them cartoons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when they find this, this pipe, mm-hmm. Lucky goes into her bedroom. And then we see <laughs> she getting serviced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By uh, a gentleman, mm-hmm. a non-sanctioned sorts. maintenance man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they all start fighting because they getting on to her mm-hmm. and she coming back at them. And then this guy jumps in. So then the two dads start jumping on him. And I was like, you guys are behaving in the way that y'all just described about her. Like you talked about how unhealthy she is. Now, of course, they didn't say these words, but mm-hmm. like y'all talked about how bad she was. And then y'all go and beat the dude up right in front of your children. Mm-hmm. And the babies just ran. I, I'm assuming in the kitchen. I can't mm-hmm. really tell what it was, but uh, running in the kitchen. And he, so he lucky didn't grab his daughter. And the son's like, I want to go too. I was like, oh, get, get oh, the baby boy I too. Know. They just walk right on out that place. And then so did uh, James, yeah, the other baby dad. His- he was like, huh, I'll be back. He didn't even get his son out of the situation. That was really sad to see, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, it's so unfortunate that we don't have a system that would have allowed Lucky to take him, even if he wanted to, that we don't have a system that would have allowed Lucky to take that boy out of that situation, mm-hmm. that his only option really is to just leave him there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because his father is right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, his his daddy out there slanging. So, mm-hmm. It, that was the best place for him to be inside the home, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because both of them dealing with s- drugs in some kind of way. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it made me sad because if you were to like kind of project on into the future, it makes you think like, what would what would happen to this little boy? You know, you're going to end up having a set of siblings where the daughter, the sister is going to grow up and have a much more healthy, functional life. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to be stuck in this situation if he doesn't end up in the system mm-hmm. yeah because he doesn't have a good example of either parent mm-hmm. no now that mama she like i was talking about you know the other time we was discussing it that mama was not from la that mama was from baltimore <laughs> yeah because that deer like <laughs> i said that oh is, that is such baltimore it's like i have a friend that's from baltimore uh and man it is like <laughs> thick when she say mother, mother, I'd be like, what? It's like, I want to know, like, how, what's the combinations? Like, what dialects came together in that region to create those hard O's like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very interesting. But I did feel sorry for the little boy, you know, 
like I said, projecting into the future that he likely is going to become just like his father mm-hmm. uh, or worse off, you know, yeah. unless he is able to get hooked up with a different type of mentor. Mm-hmm. Like if you had something like a, um, like a Mr. Carter kind of thing from like if lean on me sports, you, or you know, something like yeah, that. You know what I'm saying? Coach like took him under right. his wing. Yeah. yeah. Unless you had somebody that was really going to put the energy and effort into you, he was likely going to become just another statistic. Yeah. Um, and that was really heartbreaking to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut back to the shop mm-hmm. for a little small little piece. And again, this is about being conflicted about how everybody's dealing with justice's grief. I understand where her boss is coming from. Um, and she's trying to be helpful, but you know, she could just do better. Mm-hmm. Um, we do discover that they're getting ready for a hair show, mm-hmm. the entire shop mm-hmm. in Oakland. And so um, Jesse kind of asked her, was her styles ready? Was she, you know, and she's like, yeah, I got it together. I just got to do some tightening up on the two models and that kind of. And gave her the worst advice ever talking about me and being a tool that you have to pick from a toolbox every now and again. Well, she stay giving some bad <laughs> advice about men. Yes. yes. That's why she ain't got one. Mm-hmm. She's, she's the Samantha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's her. Mm hmm. Um, is this also the scene where we get where they yep Haywood um, Haywood yeah and Dexter yeah no yeah. uh Haywood get the the phone call phone call but mm-hmm. we don't ever actually learn what no the yeah. news is no because she asks him you know did you find out and he seems really kind of withdrawn sullen or distraught about whatever information he learned on the phone mm-hmm. but now this is not aging well based off this film Mm -hmm. however we are left to assume that this individual uh may be Mm -hmm. um but given that this is the very early 90s you know um hiv and aids was a much more Mm -hmm. scary thing Mm -hmm. at that time you know someone that's coming up in 2021 is likely not going to be as fearful of that because of the antivirals that exist now Mm -hmm. um, and the ability to live a very healthy lifestyle for a long period of time but in 19 likely when this was filmed maybe 1991 um, some portion of 92 maybe you know that was I mean, scary, extremely scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and the likelihood of you surviving was much, much lower um, than it is today. So we're only left to kind of assume that that's what happened because they portray him in a very stereotypical homosexual kind of way. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't. I, so I wish they would have fleshed that out a little bit more. I but, wish they would have just told us. So if we mm-hmm. interpreted that incorrectly, yeah. poetic justice cast, let us know. Let us know. Please let us know. Help the algorithms. Please let us know. <laughs> uh, and the exposure. <laughs> uh, so, but you know, again, cause there's a moment of grief with him in that right then too. Right. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. and then how, but he's in the shock portion of grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I think that they, while, it could be a little bit more nuanced. I do appreciate that they show different um, aspects of what grief can look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then we get um, a little small little scene um, of Lucky uh, bringing Keisha, his daughter, to his mom's house. Mm-hmm. And what must I say, I love uh, Jennifer Lewis. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Her, and I love that kickback that she was giving to uh, Lucky, too. 
Because <laughs> he tried to cuss in her house. And after she had just cussed him, and she was like, uh-uh, don't cuss in my house, boy. <laughs> and smoke. And smoke. Because he thought he, because he was paying bills, he could smoke and cuss. You Sir, grown. You live here. You you grown and you live with your mama. That, but I'm saying, that's why you paying. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> you going to help exactly. me. Okay. Yes. I was Ninja. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but she was playing no games with him because he was like, uh, so Keisha going to stay with us permanently. And she was like, but you going to raise her. She told me some how's my grandbaby. <laughs> <laughs> She's so genuine. I think, wasn't she part of our, remember that one session? Yeah, she was our auntie. That's what we chose mm, her yeah, as. Yeah. auntie. Because yeah. she too much. We As mama. Because <laughs> I was like, I feel like she was part of our, our little. Uh, our list. Was, our her list. and Loretta was on mm. the same. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, but I did appreciate for her that she was not going to take on the responsibility that her son created. Yeah. She's that's like, good. I'm just going to be granny. That's she, it. Which she should. Yeah. That's, that's her role. She should be able to enjoy being the granny. Yeah. That's boundary setting. Yes. One on one guys. And I get to spoil them and send them back and let them cry with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no guilt. She felt no guilt. Good. You're going to raise your child because that's the decision you made. You decided to bring her here she's your responsibility so i liked that she did not feel obligated or pressured to over invest in um you know his decisions yeah mm-hmm. the result of those things yeah. i also like that this scene showed that lucky um is struggling with being a man he is mm-hmm. showing you know he still has a lot of kid in him the fact that he walked off when his mama was talking to him and then when sat down and played video games Shows where his state of mind is when and, it comes to problem solving. Mm-hmm. And that he showed the respect to her when she was like, don't you cuss in my house and don't you smoke that cigarette. He didn't mm-hmm. want to die. Right. Because <laughs> exactly. he was getting ready to say, sh- he uh-huh. was like, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at that. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we get to the next scene and Justice is preparing herself to leave to go um, for the hair show. And as I was looking at her carry these bags out, I was like, hold on, hold the phone. She got a Louis bag in 1993. I thought the same thing. I was like, wait, is that a Louis or a shoey? Because <laughs> it was Louis. It was a Louis bag. And this is before, you know, this they ain't no beat. shade to our peoples, but this is before we really knew about Louis bags. Yeah. You know? So that was like, in my head, I was thinking, I said, is that Janet's actual bag? <laughs> or like they just didn't have another bag on no, set. That was Janet's so they used bag. Janet's bag, but didn't nobody know it was Louie. So she was able to get away with it. But people today was like, wait, hold on. Yeah, that was I know Janet. what them LVs if they are. Could, if they couldn't refill the white lady glass in the fake movie, <laughs> that was Janet's bag. Okay. And that, that's a duffel bag. It, like them joints is not cheap. Okay. <laughs> And especially then, all of her bags looked like they was expensive because the way did. the purse was shaped, it looked like a Dooney and Burke. I okay, I couldn't okay. tell. I couldn't tell either. But yeah. that's my mama bag. She liked them bags. But okay. I thought it was a Dooney as well. But I was like, mm, I said, okay. I can't see the. I couldn't just, see the lo- the the letters, so I couldn't tell. But it did kind of have that Dooney feel to it. She said she was breaking like, in that money from that hair. But but then her her grandmother had just passed uh, two years ago, so she could have had you know. From, oh granny had some good yeah. stuff because it was a big had, house too yeah, she yeah, that's the house I yeah say. i feel like granny had our monies together but i don't 
I don't know if Granny just left her money to be buying bags. Hey, she I feel like splurged. she earned them bags. She could have splurged. We talking about justice, not Janet. True. <laughs> True. But then I was like, then you hopped in the Honda and your car didn't start. It was the battery, y'all. <laughs> you can tell it wasn't nothing. turning over. It was right. <laughs> I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Uh, that's like when uh, Future said you're going to cry in the Honda. <laughs> no, he didn't say Honda. He Maybe said in, in the Phantom. Some car it was something like that. To get no <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you got all them expensive bags, but your car didn't start. You didn't check that. No. Like your battery just don't go dead all of a sudden. Like you, you, it'd be like, like it, you know, it'd be doing, letting you know beforehand that it's going dead. But see, no, that's not They probably didn't know that. Like you got to remember you married to a man that work on cars. True. So you know that. True. <laughs> and we live in a different car era. Mm. Oh yeah. Cause she had, a, that's a turnkey. That's yes. not a push. That's- I did a push and start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was a turn. That's one yeah. of them. Oh, oh so she probably you, had to roll down windows too. Exactly. Oh gosh, she might have had a a, a a power, a power, the the OG power windows. Where it'd be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But of course, as the plot must go, she called Aisha because Aisha and uh, so Lucky Chicago and Aisha is going with them on a run. Now, when they originally said this, they tried to set it up like it was going to be a drug run. But what they really doing is taking some mail up to Oakland. Because that's how you used yes. to get there. Wasn't no FedEx back then. Yes. yes. So, uh, of course, now she got to call a homegirl, which I'm like, man, this lets you know how different the world is because <laughs> there won't no cell phone. So no. it won't like you could just call. So that means Aisha had to be at home at home. When you called. Yes. Right. And of course she was. Mm-hmm. Where else was she going to be? Let's think about who we talking about. Isha is crazy. True. Um, but she cracked me up. Uh, Justice cracked me when she got on the phone. About, what up, Cal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, man, time's changed. Because mm-hmm. now you would not expect, like, now I would expect you to answer the phone. But back right. then, it's just like, it was a, a hidden It miss. was a gamble. Mm-hmm. You just be like, oh, well, hopefully they call me back if you have an answer machine. Hopefully she hadn't left already. She had a page. Because there wasn't no call ID either. Isha had a page at all. Oh, she, sure she did. did. Okay. So she could have had a page then. But they come, she come to pick them up and they in the mail truck. And Justice was like, oh, no, no, no. This is when the bougie came out. Mm-hmm. And then she happens to notice that the person driving <laughs> is none other than the man that came into the shop. What she said a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And then he noticed her and say, oh, man. And of course, she was all kind of names. Mm-hmm. It's that bit, 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 bit from the shop, from, the, uh, from the, the salon that I was telling you about. And then, of course, they're giving each other the stank eye mm-hmm. and the stank face as soon as they see each other. But here go uh, her friend trying to hook her up. No, girl, sit up here. Sit up here with him. And she's like, ugh. <laughs> but you this. know. You know, something we missed was that even at that point, Chicago was a hater. You don't know her. Mm. You don't know her. Mm. I was like, he mm. was a hater. Mm-hmm. Mm. We should have known don't this, need was no hater this was the, beginning. <laughs> in the beginning of the The beginning of the hater raid. Because he's going to be hating a whole lot in this movie. Yes. But they get into the mail truck and then they on their way mm-hmm. on the road. And this is, I agree. This is when she was really being 
a bit much mm-hmm. like because there was really no real reason for her to be acting stank towards him not at this level no because if you're not interested that don't mean that you have to be rude you can still have a conversation y'all get ready to drive now we know five thank you dr strickland mm-hmm. five hours mm-hmm. <laughs> in this truck so it was no need in you being well y'all was just gonna drive the whole way quiet mm-hmm. well f- she was because she had her shades on and she had her arms folded. You know, all the body language was saying, don't talk to me. Just sitting over there pouting, being a big old child. For mm-hmm. And it really is like, for what? Right. Because it ain't nobody fought your car didn't start. And it's definitely not his. Right. But then he called her out. You know, he, Well, he initiated it, trying to have like some conversation with her. And she Small was, talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, shut down. Boom, boom. She was Serena Williams in that thing. Pop, <laughs> um so she like the sound effects (laughs) hey we gotta do what we can okay (laughs) so she was not having it so then he was like he flipped it on her then so then the thing i was wondering okay so once he flipped it on her, did he go too far i think they both went too far okay again here's his reaction to Mm -hmm. her her, what she's doing like Mm -hmm. could it be better yes but both of them could be better we always Mm -hmm. desire for people to have a response and not a reaction Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. they were reactionary okay they was going in on each other yes Mm -hmm. they were because then (laughs) they get to cussing each other out f you no f you no f you i'm gonna get so-and-so to f you up and he like all right and then she tell you know he tells her well she tells him to pull the truck over mm-hmm. and then she jump out and they throw her you know get her bag and throw her bags out and he drive off mm-hmm. now my whole time i'm like you don't hear your home girl like y'all ain't that far away i, I would have been instant what y'all in here talking about right because what you're not gonna do is that right because right. first of all i already know y'all don't know each other so mm-hmm. if y'all raising y'all's voices like that, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What is going on? Mm-hmm. Whatever I'm doing in that moment is stopping. Right. Like, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm wait, wait. Why are you talking to my friend like that? Exactly. I'm like, you all right, girl? Like, what? you you good? What's going on up here? Mm-hmm. Actually, as a matter of fact, uh, let me sit up here real quick. Uh-huh. And as a matter of fact, no. Chicago, you sit up there with your boy. That. Uh, so then I didn't understand, like, how... I was like, they're like three feet away from them. Like, how do they not hear what's going on? Like, the road noise can't be that loud. They ain't the best of friends to the to the two leads. Let's just be honest. <laughs> true. <laughs> so true. So then she like, no, nah, you can't leave her out there like that. So I was like, Regina, you ain't got enough oomph in that. You can't leave her for me. Because I'd be like, turn this around right now and go get my friend. First of all, it wouldn't have gotten to that point, but had it, mm-hmm. it would have been a lot more bleep de bleeps going on. <laughs> so I do, res- I, I do respect the fact that she at least tried to get him to go back. Mm-hmm. Now it wasn't as successful as we would have liked it to be immediately. True, but she did try to have her girl back. Like mm-hmm. you know, we just talked about you know people not protecting black women and things like that, and for mm-hmm. her to at least mm-hmm. make that step to do that, that was what I could appreciate. Yeah. So then they do cut to her walking, and she got all in bags, and she is stepping. I mean, she is walking, boy, but and tripping, tripping. 
And it was a real trip, y'all. They kept that in, but it was a real trip. She almost took a tumble. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would that would was an ankle breaker right there. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, you know you getting in that truck. Why are you trying to act? So this is when uh, Dr. Jones-Hines was just saying about, we know it's a five-hour trip. This was literally when I paused the movie and I said, well, how far is L.A. from Oakland? Because not being from California, you know, I'm thinking of it like how people think about Texas. They think everything real close together, even though our state is gigantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm thinking, oh, clear, Oakland's only like an hour away from L.A. <laughs> so it really ain't Flying. that. I mean, she'd have been hot, but she could have made it. So I said, well, let me Google it. And it's five hours. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no, no. I did not realize they was that far away from each other. Uh, so so I was like, she thought she was getting ready to walk that because they was only on the road for at least 15, 20 minutes. And there ain't no such thing as Uber. Oh, yep. Or Lyft. And ain't nobody fits to pay that amount for a taxi. Mm-mm. And there ain't no bus station around. No. So you know you getting your behind back in this, this truck. And you and gotta it make hot. it. You have to make it there because you have a whole hair competition you going to. Mm-hmm. So I was uh. like, why is she even faking the phone? First of all, why you tell him to pull over from, from the get-go? Knowing that there weren't going to be nowhere for you to go. Because you could see it instantly as soon as the, he drove off. She like, regretted that decision. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was she, like, oh, that pride getting away. Mm-hmm. Mm. But then when they come back, now you got to act like, you know, Mm-mm. nope. You got you to keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever been in an argument with somebody and you realize at some point in the argument, like, oh, I took it too far. Oh, yeah. But now but I, got, I can't take it back. <laughs> I just got to ride this thing on out. No, yep. I'm a Scorpio. I'm calculated. I oh. knew I was going there and I meant it. Oh, so I, that's y'all know that I try to stay calm. <laughs> oh, see, no, I'm hot tempered, so I can easily <laughs> go there in 2.5 seconds. You know, well, used to be, you know, that not me anymore. Mine becomes an inferno. And then it's just like, oh, wait, I didn't mean to catch you in my blaze as I was, you know, catching on fire. Sorry mm-hmm. about that. But I'm yeah, I've had, I've had some where it'd be like, ooh, yeah, I misunderstood that. <laughs> I just processed that better right now, and that you didn't in, even mean it like that. In but that second, yeah. and it's like, like, but I've already, I've already gone down this road, so I I'll apologize either, later. Yeah, let me let me go ahead and ride <laughs> this on out, and then act like I went and thought about it, and then I'll apologize. Toxic femininity. <laughs> uh, so she gets back on, and then they go to a gas station. And I was like, oh, they in the they in the sticks. Because like that was the country corner store with K's. Because the way that trucker came and grabbed that, tried to grab that diesel uh, <laughs> hose. I was like, oh, yeah, they need to hurry up and get up out of there. Mm-hmm. Quick. Sundown town. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's just a lot going on. And this is our first introduction into Isha possibly being an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And how not, how not she like, (laughs) how she don't like Chicago. Oh, yes. Because the the play between both sets of them talking about each other uh, was very interesting because, you know, the ladies are, she is tearing this man down. I mean, he has no redeeming qualities. Mm -hmm. And then he over there like trying to play like he, you know, it ain't that big a deal like and he just a steady brushing his hair lord because he give her money mm-hmm. and he lying because apparently he you know stutters when he lies and that he not giving her money but he really is mm-hmm. and 
I just thought it was interesting that how they had such different perspectives on each other. And mm-hmm. she was a gold how digger. oblivious he was to her true intent. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she talked about that man peeing like horribly. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he got issues. The size and time. Mm-hmm. Pick one. Yes. No. Pick a struggle. He he was struggling with both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then they get ready to go and they're back on the road and... She wants this man to drink half a bottle of lemonade <laughs> so she can pour the whole bottle of gin. Was it gin or vodka? It was clear. It was, Whatever yes, it was, it was, was clear. I can't remember what I it think was. it was gin. But she said it was hot, so that made me... Gin and juice. Yes, mm. it was gin. Okay. Because I was like, she said it was hot, so that would make me think gin because vodka is kind of like a <clears throat> kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But she wants to pour the whole bottle in there. Mm-hmm. And she drank this thing by herself. Nobody helped her. The entire bottle. She was. She had a pint. I think so. Of the gin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh huh. She did. And she drank this whole thing in the heat. Ooh. By herself on no food because they didn't stop and get no food when they well, went to this got gas some station. Hot Cheetos. I think. I mean, but oh, I thought those no. Were Chicago for, those got Chicago Cheetos. Got hot mm-hmm. Yeah, he got Cheetos. She didn't get nothing. She mm-hmm. just got drank. <laughs> she y'all got she had no room she couldn't eat and drink i just need to drink mm-hmm. obviously her drink got her yeah. that's probably why well she drank the whole bottle of gin but that's probably why she got drunk so quick mm-hmm. she didn't have nothing on her stomach to suck that up nothing <laughs> this is also our introduction into justice's obsession with clean fingernails yeah your nails so nasty. Because she done, she commented that I know at least three or four times this whole film on this man's fingernails mm-hmm. and how dirty they were. But they were. Um, yes. But this was when she started softening up a slight bit mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because that look when she got back on that uh, truck, when they was playing with the water uh, gun, mm-hmm. he was like, I still think she cute though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they was doing that and then they they you know they drive and they smell the bob bob barbecue and they crash this family's reunion oh johnson family i'm trying to figure out how they was able to get in they didn't have no t-shirt and y'all pulled up in a mail truck (laughs) yes nobody thought that was weird cousin pete didn't see the mail truck though oh Mm. because they just kind of walked in like they was like we walk in and we going to eat um and then just lied you know mm-hmm. cousin lucky little lucky and he was like oh yeah little lucky i tell you, you ain't asked no questions you, the fact that you even stopped them and <laughs> asked him who he was i should have already let you know your gut was telling you something about this don't feel right i don't feel like you belong here but we gonna roll with it you black we black but that's what i was just gonna say uh well i can't even remember which session it was but we were talking about how black people are very relationship oriented mm-hmm. you know we'll just let anybody come eat come on baby I, we'll feed the whole community mm-hmm. you invited to the barbecue y'all need to stop giving out them invitations mm-hmm. yes because they literally took one and then um so we had the aunties at the table mm-hmm. who was going in on Chicago mm-hmm. and Isha. Yeah. One of them was the great Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. And I said, boy, they got her number. She tried. They tried to pretend like they was married. 
And <laughs> you know good and well this girl ain't married. First of all, you ain't you couldn't even tell how long you had been married. You talking about um six months. And you don't have your ring on? At six months. At six months. Because my ring was too big and I didn't want to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> now that's different when you done got to my stage. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I've been married, uh, you know, in a few months it would be 11 years. I'll go sometimes two, three weeks without wearing my ring. Oh, you might even have silicone. Or I have my silicone joint on. And I did not st- I didn't stop wearing my uh one with the diamond on it. I just got me a plain old uh white gold. Like when I say plain Jane, this thing ain't got nothing on it. Man. You know, so I'm like, you ain't no, nah, you ain't giving off married vibes at all. So <laughs> and they feel it, they know it. You know, they like did a little tender on it trying to play us. Mm-hmm. She giving off McThotty vibes. <laughs> I was just gonna say they old school. They know what what true. It- <laughs> I love it. But she did. Yes, I agree with you. So then you also, you know, in this in this kind of portion of the film, you talk you see Lucky and Justice really starting to communicate and get mm-hmm. to know each other a little bit more. She's letting him in a smidge. She's still mm-hmm. playing a little hard to get, but mm-hmm. Um, but then she shuts stuff down real quick. And I was like, man, you really are like doing this thing where you are just rude to him for like it's like a tug of war Mm -hmm. Mm because she was like you getting too personal and it's like well he how was he gonna know that he thought Mm -hmm. we was asking answering questions i was joking and yeah that y'all taking jabs at each other he don't know your your love got gunned down at the movie theater he don't know that Mm -hmm. and then you talked about his fingernails again (laughs) what do you know you you can't even keep your effing nails clean right and I'm like, what is it, ma'am? What does that have to do with anything? That, that ain't got just nothing happened, to do with the tea in China. That just happened right here. None right. of that. <laughs> Deflection. Mm-hmm. Real bad. So then here comes Miss Isha, and she's over here flirting with somebody at the family reunion. That would be her cousin, technically. Technically. And just as she she honed in like uh oh mm-hmm. bad 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 okay laser eyes mm-hmm. and she was but she was cutting back between her and the, and the aunties yeah because mm-hmm. the aunties peeped it first mm-hmm. and they must have been talking loud if she could have heard them from wherever <laughs> yeah. they was at because she was looking like uh 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 mm-hmm. oh uh-uh let me go get her because yeah. this is not gonna be good mm-hmm. and you know she already know her friend is is lit you know, because she didn't pick up more drinks since they done got there. She, the only person ate something was um Lucky, mm-hmm. and he the smallest person there, mm-hmm. and he had a big plate. She sure did, and was taking some to go plates. Okay, uh, so then you know she runs over there trying to get her friend, and she like, you know, do you know what you doing? Like, girl, like get what are you doing? Like, why are you out here acting like this? And of course she drunk, so she we just talked. Yeah, mm-hmm. you and, ain't supposed to be talking. One of the hardest people to deal with is a drunk person. If you're sober, drunk people are some of the hardest people to deal with. Um, you know, just bel- some belligerent. Because it, no. it's almost like when they pass out and you try to pick them up to take them to a bed or something like that. It mm. It's like that when they are not even passed out. It's it's heavy. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. feel heavy. Mm-hmm. Like you're, it's a struggle. You're trying to mm-hmm. talk logically. Like I tell my clients, you cannot. Nope talk logically with someone who is intoxicated no, no. i had one dude like that he learned when he woke up in that vomit 
I made sure you, you was on the me, side. Let me turn your head. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you ain't going to drown on my watch. Right. But I ain't picking it up either. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. too big. Y'all know I like big men. I can't do it. I'm I'm 5'2". I'm, he's 6'5". What, mm. what, 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 Nothing. Where well, I'm going to pull you to? Nowhere. <laughs> you going to bust your head off. I'm going to end up breaking your foot trying to pull you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be like, kicked you. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but then of course Chicago sees this commotion that's going on that, you know, Justice is trying to pull her away from this this man. Them lights turning on. Mm-hmm. And then of course they do the like zoom. And he zoomed in and he was like, Oh yeah, no, nah, I got to go. So then he heads over there and now he's trying to get her off the dude. Now they fighting and everybody yelling and lucky, like, oh, okay, yeah, it's time to go. So then he get to, you know, packing up the plates and then cousin Pete, like, hold on, like let me go check this out over here because something about this ain't right. So then they leave and uh, Chicago and Isha. Isha, I almost said lucky. <laughs> you know, they arguing and stuff in the back and um, they stop at this. No. Yeah. They stopped at the beach next. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's like What's a cliff. stop. It's no. like one of them cute stops. Yeah. It's like a cliff or something. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Because it had it, a bathroom because she was going to get sick. Mm-hmm. But she didn't make it to the bathroom. But what, this is the stop. Oh, this is the rest j- area. The this rest the area pit stop. Uh, Janet was like, I mean, you like my mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then they stop at some sort of rest area so that she can go to the restroom. But she ends up vomiting on the way there. And this is when we see Justice like she is, she done. She done yoked that pole girl up. She's moving her around. That's probably why she was so sick. You're moving me too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I know you get them bobby legs. So she throw her bottle on the ground. And I was like, ooh, she yeeted that bottle on the ground, boy. Um, yeet, yeet. Okay. <laughs> she did. And that thing, glass went everywhere. Uh, so, you know, then we learn a little bit more about Justice's background mm-hmm. where she says, you know, you just like my mama. So then we, we assume based off that statement that her mother was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course now she's all about it, apologetic and I'm so sorry, you know, you're my best friend and all that stuff, but she's still drunk. Um, so then they have another scene where it's the guys at the table and they're talking about kind of what, they're listening to the cousins mixtape, mixtape. and this is lucky's cousins mixtape you know and justice is vibing to it and then of course hating but chicago mm-hmm. here he go oh man that ain't nothing da, 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 da. so then lucky's like look how you gonna hate on somebody how you gonna hate from outside the club you know what i'm saying <laughs> but like you gonna hate on this man and he's really trying to do something with himself you know it may not be what you like or what you would want to do but at least he's attempting to do something better with his life because he wasn't creative like chicago because he could dress he could put clothes together you ain't know that takes precedent over being able to make music and beats and rhymes mm. as you nobody <laughs> ever. as you continue to brush your hair with a fresh fade right really brushing your skin yeah but you know what it's funny he got this name chicago but he ain't living up to it mm. how your name is big but you so small mm. yeah in multiple ways mm. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. see we needed to we needed to be there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they wouldn't have been able to handle it <laughs> but then they of course you know then they start doing the the girls start doing their little cheer thing and Check then the e. mm-hmm. Check it to the west. 
It really doesn't matter who shakes their best. Hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) So then they get back into the the vehicle and they drive and they stop at a beach. And then you get like, it's a weird scene, but you get like everybody's internal thoughts Mm -hmm. for just a moment. It's the blurb scene Mm -hmm. without the blurbs. Uh Uh-huh. So you, you see that, you know, Janet, oh, excuse me, Justice (laughs) is thinking about, you know, well, she was thinking about Lucky. She, she was thinking reflecting about Lucky, on losing she weight. Was losing some weight. Yeah. Because he had said she basically had thunder thighs. <laughs> when she but had... obviously he liked it. Okay. Right. And okay. of course, Cause she it's Janet. The, 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 the thick. Her legs was not thunder. <laughs> well, they, they was thunder for then. For that time. Because, you know, they, people were real skinny in that part of the 90s. I felt like it was the jeans that was making it. But y'all may be right. I, I was just thinking. It was but the I, jeans do, I do think the jeans enhanced. Yeah. But I think yeah. that was thick ja- uh, Janet, but not overweight Janet. Because, you gotcha. know, she's always yeah. fluctuating. Like her weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she looked but good she, to me look and all good, of them. Miss Jackson, if you listen to this. Yes. <laughs> all the time. You know, we're only six degrees of separation. So... <laughs> The other five degrees, please get this to her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she was reflecting on maybe I need to lose some weight. Then Lucky over there, like, yeah, I, I want that. I'm, I'm gonna try to get at that. I like her. And I then, was like, sir, you weren't able, you weren't successful in getting her number at the salon. He persisted. I know. I'm, I'm like weighing a pers- you down. <laughs> yes, but you know, he also there's a bit of foreshadowing because this is like the fourth time that he's brought up his cousin Khalil, and mm-hmm. he's like, man, I wonder what Khalil doing. You know, so we obviously something gonna pop off with Khalil later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they get back into the vehicle and they're proceeding to, you know, do they they thug thizzle on down the road. And I was like, they are off the beaten path here. And this was also that I was like, oh yeah, this is a five hour drive because they found this carnival and. It, you know, I think it was kind of more like a, just a frustration scene for me because I was like, what is the point? It was was for Lucky and uh, Justice to be able to get more time together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this is when she really starts liking him Mm -hmm. um, here. And then you can tell also that the irritation with Chicago has started to build across the board, Mm -hmm. not necessarily just between him and Isha. Yeah. Yeah. Because can't nobody stand him now because he's just acting a fool. Mm -hmm. So then they get back in the truck and they are, you know, driving again and in this scene here, I would be so peed off if my friend was literal few feet away from me. A foot. And her and her dude is going at it behind. And I just. and well, I'm they're that's really not going words. at it. I know. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They it were having in. a little. They was having That's a little. Yeah. They was having a um a, a moment. There. Yeah. He was having a moment. He was having a moment. Um, I would still be upset. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, why are you? Why? Why? Why are you doing this right and, now? And you don't. And you think it's garbage. So why are you? I know what she said in that scene, but mm-hmm. why are you even subjecting yourself to that? Right. Cause you already said you were getting ready to break up with him when you get back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're disgusted like you're disgusted with this dude yeah because even when he was kissing on her she was her face was like disgusted i mean the the severe hard eye roll was ridiculous <laughs> yes and i'm like why would you even put yourself in that position and then why would you put your girl in that position 
to now have to be it's I mean again you're only a couple of feet away this is a postal truck this ain't like no 18 wheeler right you know where y'all in the back cab and I don't know what in the world's going on like there ain't no door here Mm -hmm. it's a curtain Mm -hmm. yeah it just was in Mm -hmm. poor taste all the way around I agree but then of course Isha I'm assuming she's still kind of drunk because again but we don't have no time reference or if she's eating anything Mm -hmm. and then that she get upset so now she going in on Chicago she talking about him bad talking about his 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 you know love game is is weak um and then they decide that um you know they they get to arguing and she talking and then they jump out the vehicle and get on they're in some some kind of it's look like a cliff or something yeah they're off the side of the road somewhere and these two are going in on each other now chicago is attempting to understand what's going on because he seems kind of confused because it is at a left field yeah Yeah. because you know we've been doing this for however long they've been dating and so he's like wait hold on what's going on what's going on and she is just like and like just giving it to him and then she say that one thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) that she knew was gonna be that knife in him Mm -hmm. that she's been sleeping with somebody else and this is one of the first times we see him stop brushing his hair. <laughs> and he took a second to think about it and then popped her in the mouth. He did say, what'd you say? I say it and then, yeah. Because that was one of those, like, I, I heard it. But, but do you have, have the, heard it. Yeah, do you have the guts to say it again? And yeah. she did. Yes, she did. Now, I don't condone violence. Let me go ahead and put that disclaimer out there. But you also have to be aware that you cannot push people's buttons in areas that you know is going to push them. And you already knew he has a lot of insecurities. And then cry foul. Yeah. When they do it. Because that was one, that was really the only thing that I didn't particularly care was like, then they almost used the woman card here. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I don't condone violence, but you pushed this man emotionally you tore him down about his his physical attributes you tore him down about his financial uh acumen you tore him down about his ability to engage in sexual activity you i mean you tore him and then on top of that said you so bad that i'm actually sleeping with somebody else yeah now again he should have we're talking ideal world yes you would walk away you would not engage in that um but again a person's reaction mm-hmm. is gonna be at the same level don't expect to to say stuff to do stuff to people and not have a reaction and then like you said cry wolf yeah yeah i agree with that and she should know better by now especially if they are used to dealing with dope boys hood dudes you know what i'm saying like you're not dealing with the most emotionally you know intelligent individual so why would you engage with him like that i also didn't like that lucky was trying to keep justice from getting involved and like nah, that's their business let them handle it and it's like no like you can obviously see the situation is escalating that's one thing if it's these are strangers and you don't know them you know because i can't say that i would get involved if i saw even if I saw a man and a woman and they're two strangers going at it, I can't say mm-hmm. that I would get involved in that because I don't know these people. I don't know if they have weapons, right? You know, that could potentially become a dangerous situation for me. But yeah. if these are my friends, at least get your boy, right? 
Like I would get involved if it was my friends going at it like that. Cause at this, first of all, we, I don't even know if we would have escalated to that point, but it had, had it gotten to that level. Yeah. I'm coming in to be like, yo, hold on. Let's, let's calm down. You go over there. You like come over here with me so that it doesn't turn into what it ended up turning into. Yeah. And I didn't like that. He didn't jump in until justice became, yeah. Until Mm -hmm. she got hurt because now it's, you know, your prize is being damaged. Right. But But she shouldn't have had to jump in to rescue her girl. Like Mm -hmm. he should, he could have gotten her, his boy and she would have definitely gotten her friend so that they Mm -hmm. can go somewhere else. Joint. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they end up leaving Chicago there um, and they continue on towards the hair show. Mm -hmm. And Lucky stops at a beach. And this is really where Justice kind of really starts opening up to him and inviting him him into her world. Mm -hmm. We learn about her grandmother. We learn about where her name comes from. Um, We learn about her mother, like all of the tragedy and kind of... trauma that has taken place in her life and she cleans lucky's nails she cleaned his nails because what they about to do he need clean nails for <laughs> exactly <laughs> but i mean we do learn that her mom yes. committed suicide we learned that um you know grandmother died two years ago so she's had so many instances of death so she probably really is in a revolving state of grief to be honest Mm -hmm. you know i don't think she's had time to get over one before the next one comes yeah Yeah. agreed yeah but then i do one of the things that we were talking about before was when uh he kissed her and she Mm -hmm. walked off to reflect on what if this is really what she's gonna do yeah she took a moment to decide what her next move was going to be. She didn't allow herself to be forced into anything. She really kind of sat with herself and said, okay, am I in a state to be able to receive this man properly? And, you know, you know, it was also her saying goodbye to that significant other. And I'm going to be able to move on now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So then they proceed on. And at some point, and as they're getting ready to, be in Oakland um Lucky tells Justice that he has a daughter Mm -hmm. and she almost seemed like she was trying to get upset about it but it didn't fully go to that level um because it it wouldn't have made sense for her to be upset because you know he doesn't know you y'all been fighting this whole time and but I think it was uh, yes I agree but I Mm -hmm. think it was also interrupted by the fact that they had made it to the cousin's house that yes Mm -hmm. I I agree yeah she's like we done been intimate all this kind of stuff you just not telling me but at the reality like when was he gonna tell you justice right Mm -hmm. calm down (laughs) yes calm down yeah because y'all have been bantering (laughs) before then (laughs) so the whole 24 hours right whole time so then we also they pull up and we learn that lucky's cousin um has actually been shot and killed and Mm -hmm. he's just kind of sprawled out on the gurney and they're not uncovered uncovered his mother's you know of course understandably so in hysterics because her son is now deceased yeah and he's trying to console his aunt and you know he's trying to get people to move back and cover him up and Mm -hmm. you know it was just a really sad scene yeah it goes back to what we talked about in black grief session you know we're constantly being 
re-traumatized by seeing these black bodies. We're constantly seeing the death where there's no forward movement in that area of justice. And it's like, it's like one thing after another, his friend, he found mm-hmm. out earlier in the movie just got gunned down mm-hmm. and he that's non oh, okay and then he done beat somebody up mm-hmm. <laughs> the next few minutes mm-hmm. then he done got rid of his homeboy because he over here beating on women mm-hmm. now his cousin it's just like one thing after the other yeah. yeah man it was really sad so then um they drop just excuse me they drop justice and isha off at the hotel and we mm-hmm. see jesse and her little whole little crew with um, her nosy self mm-hmm. and here you see you know as justice is getting out of the vehicle or no she's out of the vehicle he gets upset you know he's just kind of in his head about things mm-hmm. and he has a little of a moment where he kind of flips and change and you know essentially blames justice as for the reason why he wasn't there to be with his cousin um on time yeah and but you could definitely tell but before he drove off that he knew that he said the wrong thing like i was talking about earlier Mm -hmm. that he went too far yeah Yeah. because she was shocked for one that he said that because she had been trying to comfort him the whole time, which says so much about her, mm-hmm. to her still being in a state of grief and then being able to be there for him and comfort him shows, you know, how mm-hmm. good she actually has her emotions intact. Yeah. Yeah. Because she actually gave him space. She didn't say it's going to be okay. She wasn't talking to him. Like she was just really giving him a chance to just sit there and be in whatever emotion he was in at the time. And giving him that physical touch that mm-hmm. may have. Mm-hmm being comforting yeah Mm -hmm. i think what was you know weird about his statement that is her fault when the reality okay no it wasn't her fault it was Mm -hmm. technically your fault most of the time because you the one was doing all the stopping because you drove um but also if you would have been there you would have probably got gunned down too or you would have had you know survivors here like uh dr Mm. strickland was talking about earlier it's just murder is just not an easy pill Mm -mm. to swallow ever Mm -mm. it's not and then we see a little bit of back and forth here where um you know justice and isha at the hotel getting some bad advice all over again from jesse and her crew um and i was like yeah i hope they don't listen to that um but i don't really think there's much else to say there other than they were just getting bad advice about men Mm -hmm. well other than jesse got a little attitude when um justice put that boundary up Mm -hmm. you know you don't really know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. you don't know your cooch from your something Mm -hmm. hole in the wall oh hole in the wall and it's like but ma'am do you right because you're talking about some i just dress and rest what does that ma'am Get out. It mean you superficial and you hiding behind material things because you don't want to get hurt again. Ooh, burn. <laughs> Bitterness. <laughs> That's another burn. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so we have a scene where the next morning, um, Lucky and his cousin's family are having breakfast and, you know, mm-hmm. they're talking about, you know, she's so glad the mom is saying how glad she is that he's there and they know that that he was um you know there for his cousin and all that time and then he asks about the recording equipment and while the sister was acting a little stanky but 
about the equipment. I really did like that the family gave it to him mm-hmm. and, you know, allowed him to take that legacy on. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was, you know, it's also poignant that it, it's Tupac. Right. Because he, he is actually, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a rapper. Yeah. And, you know, I but I did like that they didn't hoard it. They didn't, they weren't angry that he asked for it. Like mm-hmm. it made sense to them why he would ask for it. Yeah. Um, and that they went through with that. Yeah. I also yeah. like that um, this was a great representation of a black man and black woman supporting each other through their grief. Mm-hmm. His aunt and uncle and him being supportive of her and, you know, come sit down like you're running yourself ragged because, you know, a lot of times you don't see that in situations like this. You get the highly emotional woman and then the man is void of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, even though she, the sister seemed like she was in shock, she, and, attitudinal toward lucky she was uh aware that she needed to step in to help her mom when her Mm -hmm. mom asked true yeah Yeah. she did not give any pushback right so she did fall in line um so then after that we get um a scene that's really interesting where we're at back at the salon because this is basically the tail end of the movie now we're back at the salon and we see these two ladies (laughs) over there bickering and talking all kind of noise to this other woman uh, who appears to be sleeping with the other lady's man? Mm-hmm. But she don't care though, at all. She first of all, she minding the business. We right. just gonna That's call her orange dress. Orange <laughs> dress did not care at all that she no. was sleeping with this dude's uh, one. I mean, sorry, this woman's man. Um, but I was like, why are y'all? First of all, why are you even talking to her like that? Because you really need to be checking your man. Yeah. Because yes. at the end of the day, it don't seem like Orange Dress knew that 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 he had nobody, but you weren't you weren't about to check me in mm-hmm. front of everybody, yeah. right? And she got her together too. She she gathered her to uh, by herself. It was two of them, <laughs> and it was one of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then proceeded to walk on out. I don't need to get my hair done. You ain't about to disrespect me. Exactly. But as this is happening, in walks Lucky with, with Keisha, Keisha, and her hair tore up. It and is. then as only a father and then do. justice with her pretty smile she's just got the best smile i know oh yeah we totally skipped over the part where we show the transition of her from wearing black oh. to wearing oh yes yeah. white yeah um so right before this scene right before this scene we see a little bit of, of this transition in um earlier in the movie they comment on how she just you know dresses in dark clothing all the time like she's mourning all the time and a hat and a hat mm-hmm. and now she you know she put her little box braids up and her little you know tie head scarf thing and she's wearing her little white crop top mm-hmm. and you can see now um, we're not gonna get into all the the visualizations and how film does dark versus light but we're just gonna keep it with the real <laughs> traditional that black is morning and, and white is you know renewal yeah but uh so she's now wearing white to basically visually symbolize that she's at a different place in life so you know something else that i was just sitting here thinking about when she was laying on that bed playing with the we just gonna call them the mammy dolls because that's that's what they look like you know that could also symbolize uh the putting away of old things Mm -hmm. letting Mm -hmm. go of the childish things or the things that kept you back with her letting the dolls go getting out of the bed mm-hmm. a new outfit yeah. and choosing to choose her future yeah mm-hmm. absolutely 
And you can see she's so happy when he walks in. Mm -hmm. And we had talked about this, you know, previously that it didn't seem like she had any ill will towards him. That Mm -hmm. she 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 understood. Yeah. She understood that where he, you know, he was in a state of shock and something tragic had just happened and that you're not going to be in your best state of mind Mm -hmm. at that time. So she she, did not. But she also didn't overcompensate and chase that man down. She's like, oh, he going to have to, he going to have to make it right. True. I agree with that as well. And then, of course, she, you know, plays with him a little bit, you know, because the little girl hair is just all over the place looking like she, you know, he didn't comb it. <laughs> you know, men be trying. They try. But, you know, they can do one ponytail and the edges be everywhere. <laughs> um, But, you know, so he observes her like talking to his daughter and how she, you know, is very sweet and genuine and and comforting and inviting to the little girl Mm -hmm. and i think he could appreciate like oh man like this really is a quality woman this Mm -hmm. is not i can't come at her a high quality woman (laughs) we do not have enough time to get into that Mm -hmm. it's a joke y'all not really (laughs) but he could see like i have to come differently with this one yeah you know what i'm saying like i can't treat her like i treat my baby mama yeah i appreciate that that he apologized it was a earnest apology. He, he was coming from a place. I know I messed up. Let me correct this. And I want to introduce you to the most important person in my life. So I'm coming for real. I'm not mm-hmm. playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it was definitely uh, evident that she accepted it because mm-hmm. she did give him a little smooch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And was shy. Everybody was clapping and ooh and all this. Well, they weren't clapping. That was in my head. I was clapping. <laughs> I was clapping. <laughs> they did the slow clap. But, <laughs> but they was like, you know, doing the murmur, mummers and stuff like that when they were in the salon. Because, you know, you can't hide nothing in no salon. No. But I loved it. And we ended on that nice, pretty smile that, you know, Miss Jackson has. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's it, guys. So, ratings. What's the what's the rating score? One to ten stars. What are we doing this time? Mm. Let's do stars. Okay. How many stars? Out of five. Okay. Okay. So y'all know <laughs> I have to give her a five because I just love Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. So <laughs> okay. I think originally when we talked about this before, um, I think I said three and a half or like a B plus or something like that. So after really thinking about this film, I think I'm gonna give it a four. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's some area of improvement, you know, but Oh, for the most part, I think it was a really good film for what it tried to mm-hmm. convey. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would give it a four because, you know, there's there's only a few, you know, movies that have a five in my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I give it a four because I appreciate um, the director going the route that he went about, you know, grief, about overcoming things, about uh, finding your purpose, about the black struggle I can see so many like good things in this movie mm-hmm. and it was very like on point for the time like it was Absolutely. a true depiction yeah. of what was going on yes which is very I surprising because you know it was in the 90s and I'm like that's good that y'all had good well, movies then he li- <laughs> I mean he lived yeah. it you know yeah. so yeah. that that yeah. was he wanted to be authentic mm-hmm. and he you know, he casted really well. You know, you know, I said the Mavery brothers, but they find selves. You know, they <laughs> was not they was the thugs in all right. of them. Um, but yeah, I I definitely I love this film and then it always just leaves you feeling good mm-hmm. and you close out with the little Janet song. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't give you that false sense of 
relationships like they mm-hmm. didn't get married at the end that like it he apologized and now mm-hmm. they maybe they gonna pick back up and see Work where it's gonna it. go mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i agree so just to close this on out guys um next week we are doing that session live it will be at on facebook and instagram live at 6 p.m central standard time 7 p.m eastern standard time so we hope you will come join us we are so excited to meet all of our interns um new and old (laughs) yes please be in there commenting asking us stuff because this will be a disbroad episode i mean session so we are not we don't have anything in particular that we want to talk about we really want to connect with you guys Mm -hmm. see what your interests are ask you who you be with um (laughs) it's gonna be a celebrate you know so we want this to be a very open fun experience so please come join us again facebook Mm -hmm. uh and ig live 6 p.m central 7 p.m eastern next wednesday june 30th 2021 yes we still will be posting to you know youtube and all that kind of stuff but you know we have to edit things down so it won't be as instantaneous as it normally is and mamas and daddies our mamas and daddies do not be texting us while we live don't text us while we live no it's not gonna be there at midnight like it normally is it's at six okay oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah. because i know how y'all be like oh it it, i didn't see the because it's not there yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is true that is true okay so come check us out See y'all next week. Must be this volume control. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember... We are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.